Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Friday, May 28th day, 221. Coming right up, it's Matthew chapter 15. Don't you dare miss it. And we have a special guest today. You know her. You love her. It's none other than a Tammy Lynn with the hyphen. How's it going, Tam? Well, I just had a strawberry banana smoothie, so I'm feeling good and regenerated. Sounds delicious. Did you save me any? Uh, no. Well, you have a berry smoothie. That should give you some energy for today. It's really cold outside, and it's raining. And as it's written... Don't even <laughs> say it. Next. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. The Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Our part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing marketing, marketing, advertising, helping with the website, whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel Community is located at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. Come on out and help us build this place, build this community. We need labor. We need construction materials. It's 77 acres of beautiful land that the Lord has provided us and provided you right here on the Saugeen River. Come on out, bring your trailer, bring your shipping container, whatever, you know, housing people live in, tents, vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have, we have started building a place here and we need tradesmen. We need construction materials and just a helping hand. And let's go to Matthew chapter 15. Tammy, Verse 1. Let's do this. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Now there's a lot written here. Let's first uh, understand that they came all the way from Jerusalem. Like they got nothing better to do. They just come out and they want to... Uh, you know, point fingers at the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples. And when it says here, uh, transgress the tradition of the elders, these were the laws of the church at the time that were traditions that they brought in as laws and passed them as laws so they could sit there and look holier than thou. And when it says in, the, in Paul's epistles, the laws don't apply anymore. These are the laws we're talking about, the traditions of men that make void the way, the, the word of God. Like, who cares about man's traditions? But they were passed off as laws. And don't forget, Matthew chapter 7 or chapter 5, Jesus Christ says, I came not to change one jit or jot or tittle of the law or the prophets. He came to fulfill the blood ordinances, and he did just that. But the laws all still stand. And that includes the food laws. Every law that you read in the Bible, it stands. And rightly divide the word for understanding. We teach the laws. Just We'll get to those another time. We're doing the book of Matthew right now. I'm not too sure when we're going to get to the book of Deuteronomy or the first five books of the 
Bible, but um, God's laws are God's instructions to us. And remember, as it's written, whosoever turneth their ear away from God's laws, God's instructions, even their prayers will be an abomination to him. So here we go. We have these, here is the clergy of the time, and they have nothing better to do because their churches have emptied out. So they're just following Jesus around, just pointing fingers at him with disdain and hatred and slander, and they're tempting the Lord. And Jesus Christ said, but he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your traditions? The traditions of men make void the word of God. And traditions look very holy. They look very religious. But when you don't find them in the Bible, you have to understand the traditions, the source of traditions are from wolves in sheep's clothing, standing there pretending to be all holy. Remember uh, the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 11. Don't marvel. For Satan himself is a prince of righteousness, appears as a prince of righteousness, and his ministers also are disguised as sent out ones of the Lord, disguised as princes or, or ministers of righteousness. Okay, so be careful. Jesus Christ said over and over, do not be deceived. And here's some teaching from the Lord himself. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. And that's from Exodus chapter 20. But this goes on. This is about teaching something here. We're going to document this. But he say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother. What's your Bible say for verse 6? Okay, let me see. Verse 6. You mean 5, the one you just six. read? Oh, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. So what Jesus Christ is saying here is, is respect your elders, honor your elders, honor your parents for at least bringing you into this world. But what's really being said here is explained in the book of... Uh, Mark chapter 7, and we're talking about Corbin here. We're talking about begging for money. When it says, uh, Moses said, we go to the laws, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But Jesus Christ goes on to say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is Corbin, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thy mightest be profited by me, and you shall be free. What he's saying is, begging for money from elders, from old people, ripping off your congregation type. God sends out shepherds, not beggars. But you have to support your church. But you support a church that is teaching the Bible. And it goes on to say, and you suffer him no more to do aught for his father or mother. That's shame on preachers for going after elderly people for, for money. And you don't go up to your parents and beg for money just to profit yourself. Like you earn your way. And if you're a Bible teacher like me and Tammy, well, we, we like, of course, we have to be supported. We have to go to grocery stores, too. And right, Tim? Yeah, I, I don't think people understand the amount of time that it takes to learn the Bible, read the Bible, go to the manuscripts, well, it's, it's a uh, learn how job. to teach. Yes, it's a full time job uh, to bring the word of God 
to everybody. Yeah, so, whosoever will. And, uh, you know, we, we teach the Bible, and we teach it chapter by chapter, verse by verse, as it's written. And we're not begging for money, but you, you have to support your preacher, your teacher, on whatever uh, media outlet it is. And now because of, of COVID-19, well, we're online, you know, but we still have to have, you know, we, we still have to go to the grocery store. We still have to live. We live very humbly. In fact, we're sitting here living with no electricity, no running water, and just a wood stove. And I can tell you, it was a, it was a tough one this winter. But we do it for the Lord. We follow God's instructions. We gave up everything, a lucrative masonry career, to teach the Bible for you people. And we honor our father and mother because we're not going after elderly people for money to profit us because we don't want anything. We just want to teach the Bible and we want to have a church here. And, and we'll just leave it at that. And the Lord Jesus Christ goes on to say, You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth near unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. That's right. They look holier than thou. They do lip service. They take Bible. They take, it's, it's the preachers and teachers that we pray for. We pray for everybody on planet Earth comes to repentance. But teacher, uh, preacher, you do not use the Bible like a random book of quotes to look holy. And you don't pay lip service. You walk it. And you talk it, and you teach it, you feed the flock. Not traditions of men, doctrines of the commandments of men that they passed off as, as laws. And unfortunately, countless Christians, countless, at every single Bible study I've ever been to. So the laws don't apply anymore, it says right here. We're talking about the laws of the clergy at that time. Rightly divide the word. The traditions that they passed off as laws, like washing the hands. Like, why don't you guys wash the hands? Like, put on a big show. And that's just what's being said here. Uh, to wash before eating is still a, a custom, like we still wash our hands, but it's not God's law to do, put on a big show, and traditions of men make void the word of God. They're not the laws that Jesus Christ, uh, or that Paul is talking about. The laws don't apply anymore. And I just, it's so difficult to drive that home sometimes because people use the Bible as a random book of quotes, and they'll just jump to that verse in, the, in uh, one of Paul's books. And it's unfortunate that they just skip over what Jesus Christ said. I came not to change one jit or jot of the law or the prophets. And that means not one I is not dotted, not one T is crossed or uncrossed. You know, it's the same. They stand. The word is, was, and always will be. Okay, verse 10, Tammy. Seven. Verse 10. Oh, did you read all and that? And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Hear and understand. And you want to hear and understand, and that means listen. That means don't overstep your spot in the many member body of Christ. When you're at a Bible study or when you're at church, it's time to hear. And then you'll come to an understanding. And don't forget the Lord Jesus Christ is the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and strength, and the spirit of reverence belongeth to him. Do you want to read 11, Tim? Sure. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Okay, so... He, start, he just finished saying, hear and understand. Now, you're going to hear a lot of things in your lifetime. You're going to hear a lot of deception. You're going to hear a lot of lies and vanities and, and just a lot of ways and things of the world that our Lord Jesus Christ will not accept in his kingdom. He will not accept guile, malice, corruption. 
You will not accept sin. And you have to be careful what you hear. You have to rightly divide what you hear, what is truth and what is not truth. And that's when you come to an understanding. But what comes out of your mouth is what you say and think, your thoughts and intents, your actions. It's what comes out of you. Okay, so be very careful what you say. Don't just sit behind a keyboard and just tee off on somebody because you think you know something that's, that you've heard. Or that's, the, that's one of the biggest things when you go onto a Christian website or uh, onto a, a platform like Quora, right, Tammy? Is people don't understand the Bible and they just, what they think, how they've romanticized what they think the Bible should be and what they think God should be is far from the truth. But to them, it's the truth because their egotism will not allow them to understand and hear because egotism just fuels the mouth. And it feels the keyboard these days and people will just press send with no regard that there's consequences to what they say and what they write, what comes out of them. Okay, their verbal communication. Okay, go ahead, Tammy. Then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Whoopee do. 11, 13. But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. They planted themselves and they planted themselves behind the pulpit. And we go right back to that great thread that starts at Genesis 3.15 and weaves its way through the Bible about this seed line. What is planted? We just did the parable of the tares in the great book of Matthew chapter 13. You should really listen to that again. And that's who planted them. Jesus Christ is teaching us so in depth here, but in such simplicity. Okay, let them be alone. As it's written in the parable of the tares, the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, let them be alone. They be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. They're both going to fall. And don't follow the blind. Hey, your preacher, pastor, I'm telling you, I had some good preachers and pastors, nice guys, nice people. But they didn't teach me one single verse in nine years of going to church when I was a kid. Not one. And I'm just like, that's blind leading the blind. Oh, they look holy. And a lot of them don't even know that they're not teaching the Bible because they went to high school. Oh, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to go be a priest, preacher, whatever you want to call yourself, minister. Then they go to a seminary for a couple years. And that's where they're taught. And they're not taught, hey... It's one book. You went to a seminary for three years and it's a thousand page book. Now stop the churchy churchosity and teach God's word. Blind leading the blind. That's the saddest thing. We pray for those people. Snap out of it, man. Pick up your Bible. Can you read it with understanding after you've been going to church? Can you understand the message being conveyed? It is the most loving, compassionate message that you will ever read. You'll feel it. And if you don't understand it because the Bible or because your preacher's been using the Bible as a book of random quotes, then just gently ask him, hey man, can you teach us the Bible? Or can you give us our money back? Because I have to learn this book. It's the it's a book of instructions before leaving earth and it's God's divine word and it is your only certainty and it's guaranteed to, to um, stop anxieties and worries and fears and we know what's going on this day, tomorrow, and what happened in the past. Okay, go ahead, Timmy. Then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, are you also still not without... Or, 
Are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with an unwashed hand does not defile a man. That's just as simple as it can possibly get. It's okay, so we're talking about digesting here. And when you, in the flesh body, when you digest food and it goes into your mouth and it, generally it's delicious. Some of Tammy's meals are fairly delicious. I give it to... Watch uh, what you say right now. I give I give mixed reviews on some meals. Some meals are really extremely good, Tammy. And it comes out as pupus extremis. Okay, that's the flesh body. But things that go into your or which proceed out of your mouth come from the heart, that's your mind, that's your spirit, that is the intellect of your soul, and Satan attacks that. So mark yourself, not with Satan's mark, but with the mark of our Lord Jesus Christ. Their spot is not our spot. Be careful what you say, and that goes, including the keyboard, before you press send, think about it, and listen to what God's got to say. Be careful about false witness. That is slander, and God hates that. Blasphemies, fornications, it's morally corrupt. Fornications is pornos, and adulteries means not being faithful to God because you think you know better. If some of God's word offends you, always remember that you have bigger problems. If God's words offend you, then when you, get, when you meet your maker, when you're in front of Jesus Christ, yeah, I didn't like some of what you had to say, Jesus Christ. What do you think he's going to say to you? Think he's going to make concessions for you? He's going to say, listen, depart from me. Uh, you never even got to know me because my message is the most extreme love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. And people are offended by it. And they're so offended by it, they chopped John the Baptist's head off. They nailed our Lord Jesus Christ to the cross with all these evil thoughts. All the evil in the world proceeds from the human heart. And we have to cleanse our hearts. And let's go on, Tammy. These things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. It's still good to wash your hands before you eat, obviously. But it's not a law, and it's not what defileth. He's talking about what comes from your heart. You're judged by your works. And your works is your uh, reactive attitude that motivates all actions. Your spirit, the intellect of your soul. And make sure the intellect of your soul is filled with the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus Christ. And the spirit of prophecy is the intellect of this sacred testimony. Okay, I think we've uh, said enough on that, Tammy. Uh, 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Like he went around here. This is a 50-mile trip. This is about as far as he went from home. Uh, this was a fishery, and Sidon was the great world bank at the time. 
or Tyre was the great World Bank at the time. And you can read about Tyre and the great treasure of the world is the king of Tyre. That is Satan himself, Ezekiel chapter 28, if you want to do a side study there. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. This great faith there. She knew this was... She knew the Bible. She knew this was prophecy coming to pass. Emmanuel, God with us. She recognized Jesus Christ as God. and But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and beside him saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And what's, what's being said there was that Jesus Christ said, I am sent out to the lost tribes of Israel. Because the family Israel, going back to Adam up through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was picked and chosen, not because they're better than anybody, not because they're favored. They were chosen to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world, and that's why you have a Bible in your hand right now. The migration of Adam's children, his posterity through Isaac and Jacob, was as to be numerous as the sands of the sea and the stars of the uh, sky. And where are they? This people say on documentaries on TV, all the lost tribes of Israel. They're not lost. They went up over the Caucasus Mountains, over through Europe and uh, North America. And you can trace the lost tribes of Israel's migration by putting your finger on a globe and just tracing the vouchsafe nations that go around the world, go up and over through Europe, and that's where the Christian nations are. It is our job to plant the seeds of truth, to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. And that's what he was sent out to do because he's going to tell us now, it, when he becomes the kinsman redeemer on the cross, it's whomsoever will. But he's trying to uh, hammer home, hey, you guys are called Ephraim and Manasseh, the ten tribes, and that means double blessed, but you're forgetful, but don't forget that you have to have a Bible in your house and you have to be a Christian person and follow this and get a working knowledge of the Bible and then teach the Gentiles, whomsoever will. Okay, So that's just why he was ignoring her. He was just trying to teach a lesson. Then she came and worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. And then he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Now the children's bread... Emphasis on children. We are all God's children. He is the bread of life. And the bread of life is the truth. And the truth is the living word. Okay, so he's saying, I'm not here to, to, uh, to feed the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Like she had so much faith that she wanted, that she said, if I could just hear some truth coming from this, these, the children that you've chosen to spread the seeds of truth throughout the world, if I can just get some of the crumbs of truth. Uh, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thou, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So right then and there, whomsoever will. Everybody can get the seeds of truth. Even the crumbs will make, uh, make a seed grow or make a Christian person grow. Just give people the truth. Just give them a little bit of truth and they will want more. Okay, Tim, you want to go on? Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, 
and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So when Jesus Christ went up to Tyre and sighed in there, it was a 50-mile walk. Okay, let's get some biblical numerics going here. That's Pentecost. And back, 50 miles back, that's 100. That's God's elect. And he's teaching in such depth here about feeding people. Just give them some crumbs. Even the most heathen people, even the Gentiles, just give them some crumbs and they will want more. And this lady humbled herself so much that her faith was so great. And Jesus Christ is okay, your daughter is made whole that very hour. The bread of life will make you whole. And now Jesus took off. And uh, he, that was quite the long walk just for one person to teach us. So there was a lot said in there. I tried to summarize it the best I could. And Jesus came up and he went uh, to see a Galilee. That means the circuit. He went into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came to him with those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed. Okay, so... Lame, that means they couldn't, you know, they were limping about, blind. I always remember spiritually think blind. Spiritually blind people, but also, you know, their eyes couldn't see, their physical eyes. But we always are taught through the Bible to close your flesh eyes and think spiritually. The dumb, that's um, dumb and dumber. Maim just means all gimped out, like something happened to them, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. Now, I think dumb is a word for uh, deaf, isn't it, Tammy? Yeah, it's mute. Okay. It's someone who can't speak. Oh, but can they hear? Uh, some mutes. Okay. Yeah, some mutes can hear, and some can't. Yeah. So I mean if you're and, and if he, you're they used to call it if you're deaf and dumb. Oh yeah. But it's it's not dumb. dumb. Dumb's, you're dumb's not, a rude word. Yeah, now. you're not yeah. dumb. You're mute. You can't speak. Doesn't mean you're not intelligent. I I think I'll ask God why people didn't come with a mute button, Jimmy. I have already inquired about that. The mute button. <laughs> yes. I asked him, where do I find Michael's mute button? Oh, Jesus Christ healed him. <laughs> 31. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. They glorified the God of Israel. He owns everything. God created us all for his joy, his pleasure, and his glory. He wants us to understand that he is in control. He knows how much affliction each of us needs to humble for the eternity, and he loves us through discipline. Always remember, thank God for chastisement. He's trying to let you know, hey, my arms are always stretched out, but it's free will. I'll let you go. And I'm letting Satan be the prince of the air. You pick. You want the Lord God to be your father? Or are you going to pay homage to the ways and things of the world and be part of Satan's crew of misery and troubles and conflicts and greed and gluttony? And just glorify God. Keep focused on God. You can see God with your spiritual eyes. And Jesus called his disciples, that means disciplined ones, unto him and said, that's his students, we are all disciplined ones with the Lord right now. And when it says, when Jesus Christ said, the meek shall inherit the earth, that means disciplined ones. In the Hebrew language, the etymology of the word meek means to afflict yourself with self-discipline, to learn to say no to yourself in the face of all the vain curiosities, all the vanities of vanities and vexations of spirits in the ways and things of the world. Okay, <clears throat> I forget what verse I was on. 
Uh, let's see here. They glorified God. Then Jesus called his disciples. I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days. Now, just keep that in mind and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in their way. Like Jesus Christ knows we're bound by the perimeters of being in these flesh bodies and a man's got to eat. Right, Tim? So does a woman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Jamie. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. Okay, so seven, we're going to do the biblical numerics here. Seven is spiritual completeness, and the fish is a cipher for Jesus Christ. Son of God, Savior. It's a cipher from the Greek language. That's why you see those fish, Jesus fish, on the back of people's cars. And it's an abomination to God. And it's an embarrassment to mankind when people write the word Darwin in there. But let's just carry on here. We've got seven fishes, or seven uh, loaves of bread. Spiritually complete. It's 35. Tammy. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Okay. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitude. Okay, so Jesus Christ said to the multitude, sit on the ground. It's orderly. He is governmental perfection. He is ordinal perfection, the number 10. Ordinal perfection. This wasn't a bunch of people standing in line, breathing on each other's back, going, is this lineup move? Like, is that guy up there ordering the whole menu? Like, you know, what are you looking at me for? Like when we're in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> when we're in a lineup or in a drive-thru somewhere? I don't know who are they Are they done ordering yet? What are they ordering? <laughs> Ten sandwiches? I have drive-thru anxiety, Tammy. Okay, I'm getting over it. So please forgive me. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> this is orderly. This isn't like in the drive-thru and some guy being impatient and... Okay. Honking his horn. No, I did not <laughs> honk my horn in the drive-thru. I just wonder why some people don't go in if they're going to order the whole menu when it's a coffee drive-thru. <laughs> like one black coffee, and I speed forward, and I look behind me, make sure everyone's good with it. Okay. Yeah, I have 37. Okay, so just wait. He took oh. the seven loaves, spiritually complete, and the fishes, and gave thanks to Father. God owns everything. People think they own stuff. God owns everything. He allows you to have it. People say, well, I went to work. It's mine. God allows you to have that job. He allows you to have that health. He allows you to live in an area that is prosperous enough that you have a job, that you get a paycheck. It, everything belongs to God. Some people just think they own everything. Like I remember when I was a kid, you know, spoiled little white trash kid. I thought I owned my neighborhood. I'm driving around in my big wheel with a loaded diaper till I was 14 years old. I thought I owned the hood. Right, Tim? I think we've had this conversation before. If you are big enough to ride a big wheel, you best not be in a diaper. I thought I owned the neighborhood. You don't own nothing, man. God owns everything. Everything is a blessing from God. He allows it. And he gives a lot of people a lot of stuff. And he wants to see, oh, you guys want to take credit for yourself? Well, then God's, you're going to have to account for that. God's going to say to you on Judgment Day, listen, man, I loaded your bank account. 
and you just were greedy, gluttony, self-entitled, and you're going to have to go with Lazarus and the rich man, go on the rich man's side and get over yourself. I allowed you that. People around here live in this money bubble, which is insane because they just take all the credit for themselves. And we pray for these people. There's so many atheist people in this area because there's a nuclear power plant here and it's just loaded people's bank accounts, really high paying jobs. And they just don't believe in God. There's so many of them. Their God is money. It will always let you down. It will never love you back. Only our Lord Jesus Christ will love you back. And let's just carry on. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy morals. You can't buy integrity. And you can't buy salvation. You can't go up there to the Lord Jesus Christ when you meet your maker, which is very soon for all of us, and say, hey, can I write you a check to get in here? Jesus Christ, say, depart from me. I never knew you. This is free will love. You can't buy it. Okay, so and it's disciples to the multitude see the natural order of things. All things come from God. Give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ, to his disciples. That's the workers, the disciplined people, the students of the Lord and feed the people. And they did eat and were filled and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full, spiritually complete. Even if you're broken, you can fill your basket with spiritual completeness and they that did eat were 4,000 men, women, and children. And remember, 4,000, this means he fed the whole world. Four is biblical numerics. means uh, Four means creation, the world, God's creative works. And 4,000, that's four times a thousand, God's creative works with divine completeness, Father's glory right here in our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't this just the greatest thing? And he sent the multitude away with the, with the you know, after having a great fish sandwich and took a ship and came into the coast of Magdala, which means the watchtower. And here we go, Tammy, do you think there was tartar sauce available? No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just the greatest thing? Matthew chapter 15. And I hope you're enjoying that. Matthew chapter 15 with special guest Tammy Lynn. Don't forget the hyphen. Tammy, do you want to do a little wrap up here without gunning me off like that? <laughs> I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining us today. God bless you all. I hope you have a fantastic Friday. And come on out to the Companion Chapel. Come out and check this place out. We're trying to build a church here. I can tell you I am next to useless at carpentry, plumbing. Uh, we have no electricity, no running water, but everything's all set up here. If someone can help us out with things like that, I can do masonry. I'm the champ at masonry, but putting windows in, well, one took a swan dive off three stories that just got away from me there, Tammy. And uh, that's sad that we lost a window. Yeah, it, it did. is. If it was an Olympic dive, I would have gave it 10 out of 10 because it did the perfect one and a half somersaults before it hit the ground. And it well, smashed and, I and it. It can, the, the splash was contained. I, it would have been a 10 out of 10. It would have got an Olympic gold medal. Well, that's fantastic. Smashed on the ground. But I did get another window in there. But I really need help with this. We're out here at Side Road 2829, number 338, Side Road 2829, Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the real postal code here is NOG2NO. The phone number here is 509-706-8876. You can get a hold of me and Tammy through the website. That's companionchapel.com. You can get a hold of us through our email, support at companionchapel.com or companionchapel at gmail.com. And I want you to support this podcast by at least promoting it, sharing it, telling your friends, and 
enjoying it. I want to thank you very much. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.